Facebook avatars, blanket forts, draw on my back, and parallel universes. Welcome back to Trends. Also, if you didn't know, I've got Betty the Bulldog with me. Every time I record for the radio or on the podcast, she's been inching closer and closer to me. So now she is currently underneath my desk, led across right by my feet. <laughs> so if you do hear any snoring or moving around, it's Betty. I'm just saying. <laughs> she, she likes to be near, but she also likes to snore really loudly. She just, she just breathes loud. Not a lot I can do about it. If I try and get her out of the room, she'll start crying. So it's one of those things. She's, she's become an important part of this podcast, just giving you that background noise of snoring. As you can probably tell by <laughs> the odd amount of subjects we've had this week, it's been quite a varied week, I think. Some weird and wonderful things have been happening, and we're going to talk about it right here on Trends. Let's delve into the trends this week. Okay. okay, so the first one, if you were anywhere last weekend, especially Sunday into Monday, you probably went onto your Facebook account and was inundated with the amount of Facebook avatars. This is a thing that's happened. It, it kind of started and then we've all just kind of jumped on the Facebook avatar train. It's an interesting idea. Basically, it's a little kind of version of yourself. You can go in and create your avatar. You can make it look however you want it to look. You can make it look young, old. You can make it look a bit zany. It doesn't even have to look anything like you, really. Bottom line. And then you have this little avatar and you can share it on your newsfeed. Fantastic. So I decided to make one because everybody was jumping on the Facebook avatar train. I thought, gotta do it. It's a trend. This is what we talk about. Let's make a Facebook avatar. So I made a Facebook avatar and I tried it to, I tried to make it look like me. Sometimes I get frustrated because there's a lot of places where they want you to make versions of yourself to stick out. And it amazes me the amount of them that don't do headphones. Like, just give me a pair of headphones. I, I just want to wear a pair of headphones. I not you might not have that many choices or fashionable options that I can add to an avatar, but you don't give me headphones. And a Facebook avatar, no headphones. It's not gonna happen. So I had to give myself a hat instead, but we got there in the end. So I made a Facebook avatar, it was all going great. However, one question I did have, because it, it was fun making it, I enjoyed the process. Also, like, I find when you're making your avatar, I get torn between, like, how realistic do I want this to look? Or do I not really care? Like, should, should I be making it realistic? Because if I make that my Facebook profile, are people going to recognise that it's me? Or are they just going to have no idea who all these people are popping up on their newsfeed? I was on the newsfeed, and although, like the avatars look like, I can kind of see the resemblance with people. There's a whole load of like, I have no idea who that person is. I like look at them and I'm like, well, it looks like a great cartoon, but I don't know who you are until I like double check on the name of all of them. So I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to be able to tell the difference, but I can't. No, it's just, just not gonna happen. 
I've also seen a load of memes talking about the fact that there's so many Facebook avatars now and nobody really knows who's who. So, you know, there is that. However, once you've made your avatar and I kind of, you know, go along the whole process and I stuck it up on my, my news feed, great, people are like liking it, saying hi and everything, sharing their avatars. It was great fun. However, I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do with it now? Like, was that the whole point? Or am I supposed to do other things with this avatar? Because right now, I haven't really discovered any other point in having a Facebook avatar. Like, there are stickers, and I suppose you can, like, save the stickers and share them. But, like, what am I supposed to do with my avatar now? I spent all this time... If you're anything like me as well, like, I ended up, like, looking in a mirror to create it, because I was like, okay, well, does that nose look like mine? Do those eyes match? So, like, you try to make it look like you, and you spend all this time doing it, but then, once you're done, I don't know what you're supposed to use the Facebook avatar for. It's not like it's kind of... Unless I'm wrong... It wasn't that easy to kind of find all the bits. It's not that like you can go on your newsfeed and select your avatar and put like a picture up. I had to like f save the images to my phone and do all this stuff. So I don't know what the point is of the Facebook avatar. Maybe somebody can let me know because I clearly don't have a clue. It did get me to wonder though that this is not the first time that I have made an avatar of myself. For example, a few years ago, the Bitmoji was really big. Like, everybody was going off on the Bitmoji. Everybody had one. Like, you had to get the app and then you had to, like, create yourself. If you're on Snapchat, you were always sharing your Bitmoji with everybody. And after the Facebook avatar came out, I discovered that people were, like, just dragging out their Bitmojis again. It's like they forgot they existed and then just reminded, hey, let's just bring my little virtual buddy along. It looks like it's a virtual me. And then not only have you got the Bitmoji, but then you also have like the Apple, is it the me emojis or something? If you have a phone, an Apple phone, you can make your, make your head and then like do stuff with it, like talk and it will talk. So there's that as well. As a, so there's at least three ver virtual versions of myself out there now. And each one, you spend the time making it, designing it all up, and then like, what do you do after? I don't know. I did discover that because I, I went back to the Bitmoji and I was like looking on the app again because I hadn't for so long. There is so much more on the Bitmoji than there is with the Facebook avatar. And I didn't realise till I was looking through the app that you can actually get merch for your Bitmoji. I had no idea this was a thing. <laughs> so if nothing else, I've discovered that there's so much for the Bitmoji and I'm really tempted to buy like a badge of myself as a Bitmoji just for the reason that I can get one. That's it. I do enjoy the Facebook avatar and I did put some polls out on my Facebook page and on Twitter asking people what they prefer. Do they prefer the Facebook avatar or the Bitmoji? And it was a landslide. People liked the Bitmoji. Bitmoji is where it's at. So who knows? Watch this space. Maybe there's more coming with the Facebook avatar. But right now... Not entirely sure why we did it.
We've had a number of companies during the lockdown sharing tips, sharing recipes, lots of different things, and it looks like IKEA has now jumped on it as well. Now you're probably wondering, what could IKEA offer me in the lockdown? Well, let me tell you, blanket forts, okay? This is the thing. They have released six designs of blanket forts for you to try and build at home. Bearing in mind that obviously they are sharing it with items from their stores, so from IKEA stores, but the nice thing is, is that you could probably make any or most of these from items around your house, so totally worth it. It did, it did kind of just ignite this sort of child version of myself, and I was like, oh my word, when was the last time I attempted to build a blanket fort? I can't even remember. I mean, it's gotta be years since I tried making a blanket fort. So, I mean, it's almost too long ago. It's also really weird because a few months back I was actually thinking about blanket forts. I don't know how it popped into my head, but I was like, they're going, if I was gonna make a blanket fort now, what would I do and what would I use? Could I make it at home? And for some reason, I mean, that was, that was as far as the thought went, and now IKEA are telling you how to build blanket forts. Six different types of blanket forts. If you're bored during lockdown, this is this could be your next thing. It's, it's that great. So there are six designs. What I love about their designs as well is it, what they've done is they've just taken like, you know when you buy a piece of Ikea furniture that you're gonna have to build, they give you an instruction manual. So it's white with black line drawings on it to give you a diagram of how to build everything. So what they've done in true Ikea fashion is they've taken the line drawings that they would do and they've drawn the blanket forts in the same design. So it almost looks like you've gone to the store, bought the design, and then you can build it at home. So clever. Props to the design team on that one. <laughs> and there are six of them. They've even like got the little diagrams of what things they've used, and then even like ways to snazz it up, add a little bit of decoration, and they've also named them almost kind of like Swedish names, but luckily we're able to kind of, these, these I can actually read before I can't read any of them. And they range from quite small ones, if there's just one of you, to quite large ones where you can now maybe fit more people in them. It just, looking at them, it just makes, it really makes me want to build a blanket fort. I mean, it's so strongly. First one is the cave. You just need like a, a big armchair, some blankets and some books. So like, they're not only sort of telling you what you need, but also like household items that you can use to kind of create this thing up. A lot of the designs as well feature things like fairy lights so that you could have a go at just some ambient lighting, make it a little bit pretty. The house is really nice, just a table. And then you, you drape two blankets over it and just pin them at the top or peg them at the top. Great idea. I should have known these when I was a child. I feel like I made blanket forts so much more complicated than they're making them right here. The camping tent's also really pretty. That one I feel like is more geared towards if you do actually have some Ikea stuff because this has like um, a movable clothes rack, like rail. 
that you can buy in Ikea and then you drape the blanket over that. Really clever. The wigwam, <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> it's almost like a teepee. And what you do is you've got like a long pole or a hat rack or something, drape it around there and it almost makes like a teepee type of thing with books around the bottom to keep the blanket in place. The castle is also really cool. Four chairs, but you also need like a pole or a hat rack to go in the middle and you can create quite a large blanket. This is quite a big blanket you'd need for this one. And if you just got one person, how about the fortress? Using, <laughs> using materials from your sofa, just use the sofa cushions to kind of create a little fortress for yourself. Right there. I wanna know who, uh, who sat down and actually like built these. Do you think there was a whole team in Ikea and they were like, okay guys, blanket forts. We want you to go around the showroom and figure out how to create some at-home blanket forts. I'm almost tempted next time Ikea's open and when everything kind of lifts a little bit that we could go to Ikea and attempt to make blanket forts. I really want to see some of these in real life. I want to like know whether or not they're actually doable. Can Does the design hold up in real life and is it as good? Because I think these look so much fun. It's just bringing out your inner child. And I have seen so many people like mentioning, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my kids to do this after I've tried to do it. You know, the big kids are coming out in force with the Ikea blanket forts. And the nice thing about this as well is that you don't necessarily need Ikea items to build your blanket fort. Because a lot of these, you might have items at home it's gonna spark inspiration on a way in which maybe you could do this at home with this, the stuff that you have. Because little tips like the pegs and how to drape them properly make a big difference. I know when I was a kid, we used to always use kind of like heavy boxes to keep blankets in place. Often like full of Lego or toys that we weren't using at the time and use those around the corners. A little bit dangerous, because if you pulled the blanket, that, that box was gonna come down on top of you. But at the time, it was very exciting. So I'm thinking the blanket force is a great way to go. Now, not only do we stay inside for lockdown, but now we can hibernate in our own little blanket force. So cute. Now this next trend, I'm not entirely sure how to introduce this one because it was so weird. This is a news item that just, it took me a while to get my head around what exactly was happening. Earlier on this week, there was an article that came out and it seems like a lot of news places were writing about this article. Basically, it was an article saying that scientists had found evidence of a parallel universe where time runs backwards. Okay, let's just wrap our heads around that. <laughs> because I also saw a number of people sharing this and being like, guys, what, what is happening in 2020? Not only have we had all these things happen, but now there's a parallel universe that runs backwards. What is happening to the world? <laughs> well, so this report was coming out all kind of citing the same articles, all coming from the same source saying that scientists had discovered a parallel universe where time runs backwards. I love the fact that like, 
these things come out and it takes a few days for it to really kind of pick up speed and then somebody has to kind of be like, okay guys, this is not true. When you actually look at the article, this is citing an experiment that happened in 2016. So this is not a new experiment. <laughs> so I don't know how it suddenly jumped on to becoming like, this has happened in 2020. This happened back in 2016, but we're talking about it now. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole science of this because I am not a scientist. I will get it completely wrong. It sparked this whole speculation that potentially this could be linked to parallel universes. I don't know how it got that far, but it did. And we're talking about it, so... <laughs> what I love, though, it got to the point where so many people were talking about this that NASA had to get involved and put it right. <laughs> like, it got to the point where they had to discredit this whole thing about parallel universes. It does amaze me that since doing this podcast, even just this year, there have been two times where NASA has been involved because of a trend that's happened and they've had to kind of put it right. There was the broomstick challenge where everybody was freaking out about broomsticks staying upright on a particular day of the year and then NASA had to do a video on Twitter and explain that you could do that any any other time of the year. This is not a real thing. <laughs> and then again with the parallel universes, hey guys, this is not real. Who knows, maybe one day it will be real, but not today. I wonder how much of NASA's time has to be spent in putting right false <laughs> trends or beliefs about something that's happened or just putting right false information because it seems to happen quite a lot. <laughs> but that didn't stop the memes from coming because of course if there's a parallel universe there's probably a parallel you so the Spider-Man meme looking himself very popular <laughs> in a parallel universe one of my favourites is a picture from the Lizzie McGuire movie when she meets herself as a celebrity and Alison says, I can't wait for my parallel universe self and I to finally meet. <laughs> At least it makes you, gives you something to wonder about, those deep random questions when you're in lockdown and you just sat in bed thinking, I wonder what my parallel universe self is like. So if you have heard news of a parallel universe, just remember NASA said it's not there. It doesn't exist. Panic over. Although I'd really like to meet my parallel universe self. I hope it's doing better than me. You know? I hope I hope it's I hope it's going well over there, wherever it is. Our final trend of this week is the draw on my back challenge. If you have been on Facebook, you have probably seen videos of this. It is everywhere. There have been a whole host of sort of lockdown games that have happened and this is the newest one. You're that bored, you can have a go at this one because everybody's doing it. Very simple, but you do need at least two of you. If you have no mates, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> the draw on my back challenge is when one person has got a piece of paper in front of them it's usually taped to like a wall or something and then you have a piece of paper taped to your back and the other person is going to draw something on the piece of paper on your back. Obviously you can't see it so you have to just go by 
how it feels. So whatever they draw, little, little bits, you then have to replicate that on the piece of paper in front of you and see if they match up. Simple. It's one of those really simple games as well that you're kind of left thinking, how has nobody done this before? I'm sure they have. I'm sure it's been around for ages, but we just forget about it. And it's back right here with the Draw My Back Challenge. And the nice thing about this as well is that it, it goes for any age group. Like you can do it with kids, you can do it with adults, any age group, and it can, uh, and it can work. And it is quite therapeutic to watch because when I'm going down my newsfeed on Facebook, every now and then you stop when you see these videos, you're like, oh, I wonder how they're going to get on. There's a suspense on whether or not they're going to do a good job or whether this is going to be a fail. I've never seen one go that well, to be honest. And I'm always really astonished. I probably shouldn't, you shouldn't judge because like I've never done it, so I don't know how hard it is. But I think maybe that's part of the the thrill of the challenge is because you watch it and it seems very simple. You're there going, okay, so they're going to draw on your back and then you've just got to draw what they draw and what you feel on the piece of paper in front of you. And it always amazes me how drastically different the two pictures are. And you think, is it genuinely that hard to feel where they're putting the pencil or the pen? Well, clearly it is because is it's shown in the uh, in the videos it's hard to get it right but it always every time I'm like is it really that hard I really don't want to do it now because I know I'd probably be terrible but it just goes on in your mind so then I'm sort of left there going surely it can't be that difficult surely but it genuinely does seem like it's quite a challenge and it does seem to have escalated like it starts off with some very simple videos of two people attempting to do the challenge and the reaction as well as to how close these pictures are. I have seen it begin to escalate though, as with any of these challenges, starts off very simple and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where like maybe it's three people and they're each drawing on each other's backs and you see how close or how drastically different the drawing gets. I, the, the biggest amount of people I've seen is five. Five people doing the draw on my bat challenge. It's almost like a weird drawing conga line of people. And of course, there's no way that the poor person at the end of that is going to get it right. Because it's just so... It's, it has changed so much. And sometimes it's like the weak link in there because they're like, the starts are very close and they're very similar. And then one person in there will just drastically change it. And it always leaves me wondering, thinking, do you think they're just one of those annoying people who deliberately make it wrong? You know, whenever you're doing like Chinese whispers or something, there's always somebody in the group that will just deliberately change it. And <laughs> so it does make you wonder, like, is this genuinely as bad as they're making it out, or is somebody fibbing? You'll never, I don't know, you'll never find out. If you do have a mate, have a go at the Draw On My Back Challenge. It's taking over the internet, very, very simple to do, and very easy to share as well. You do need a friend though. If you don't have a friend, I don't know what you're gonna do. I have attempted to suggest with Betty that we do it, but Betty the Bulldog is not that into it at the moment. I feel like noughts and crosses is going to be the extent of how far we can push Betty with drawing challenges. But we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe at some point. 
Those are our four trends of the week. We've had Facebook avatars. We've had blanket forts from Ikea. We have had the parallel universes from NASA and the draw on my back challenge, but which trend should be our trend of the week this week? It's a tough one because there's such a variety from lots of different platforms this week. I feel like Facebook avatars is quite a big one, but just for the uselessness of them, I am not going to have that as my trend of the week this week. I, I feel like it needs to be blanket forts. I'm sorry, I'm going to go there. Blanket forts is what it is this week. Bring out your inner child with blanket forts. That's it for trends this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. You can subscribe and keep up to date. We'll try and do this every single week. And we also have our Instagram account now under we underscore love underscore trends. We can keep up to date with all the random trends that we discover online.